and uh, welcome. This is very exciting. I was just saying, it's the first time I've had this on my head, so I feel a bit like Kylie Minogue. Forgive me. I won't break out into song, I promise. Isn't it great news about Dave Riding? If you have no idea who he is, uh, he has been the most amazing Brit, who is 35 years old and has just got uh, made Britain's history by getting a first gold medal. Woo! Giant slalom skiing. Sorry. If you're not as obsessed as we are, but um, welcome this morning um, to Chelmsford Vineyard. If you don't know who I am, I'm Nikki Woodward. Uh, I have been coming to Chelmsford Vineyard for a lovely long time now, and I help by serving out on the kids. So this is great. Please, kids, make as much noise as you can. Then I'll feel home from home and won't worry too much. Um, when I'm not here, I try to have as much fun with my husband and my two kids, Daisy and Ben. Um, as I can, and I'm also a primary school teacher, so it keeps me out of trouble for a short while. Anyway, okay, right, for you little dudes, you cool dudes around here, you have been given, hopefully, by my very helpful girls uh, over here, um, hopefully you've been given a colouring sheet, which is based on our Bible verse that we're looking at today. And in the blank space in the middle, I would love you to colour in ideas, I'd love you to fill it, Ollie, full of ideas that you, of things that you would love to do for other people, all right? So it might be people at your school, it might be people at clubs, it might be people at your neighbours or your family, but we would love, I would love you to see um, what, I would love to see at the end what um, you could do to show them God's love. For some of you older ones, you've got like a, a circle diagram, again, with different ideas, with different people in there. And I'm hoping that you can put specific names of your close family, your extended family, et cetera, et cetera. Names of people that you could be inspired to love and show me how you can love them, either by picture or by writing, or you could just color it in if you want to. The idea is, hopefully, that if you don't have any ideas by the end of today, you might have a few. Um, so, uh, it's nearing the end of January. On my way in, I had a conversation with Joe, the lovely Joe over here. January. <laughs> How are those New Year's resolutions coming on? Um, are, you still <laughs> are you still eating leftover food? Um, I don't know about you, but the chocolates hanging around the house, I'm never too sad about. <laughs> um, but uh, the Brussels sprouts left over in the bubble and squeak, mm, maybe could do without. Um, hilariously, at Alpha two weeks ago, um, we, we had our first initial session and uh, online. I was trying to make everyone feel as comfortable as possible by just saying to them, uh, have you got your drinks? Have you got biscuits? You know, kind of making it as nice as possible. And I showed this massive tin of biscuits that I'd just literally opened. And I confessed that I'd opened them after the kids had gone to bed so they didn't eat them. Um, at which point, one of the ladies who is incredibly fit, I now know, um, she just looked at me and went, you're eating them in January? Um, at which point I was like, mm, yes, there's, there's loads in the house still. Um, it, she, she has to come out that actually we always have loads of uh, <coughs> naughty foods in our house. I'm not very good at doing the dry January in terms of that. Um, it's just, uh, anyway, I'm sure it'll come out soon. But um, it's one of those things, for January, for me, um, I don't even want to think about the things that I should be doing. It's that time of year where the weather's horrible, Christmas has been and gone, you just be like, and now I have to be good? I just don't, I don't want to do it. You know, for instance, for me, there's a few things on my, <laughs> let's try and do this better, list. Um, getting to bed earlier, 
trying to eat more healthily without eating chocolate every day, uh, exercising more, uh, watching less TV, reading my Bible every day, um, being intentional about the people that I'd love to catch up with and spend time with, uh, trying to do my job to the best of my ability, um, being on time, something that my kids have got a bit of a mantra about at the moment. <laughs> have to be on time. But anyway, those things, I often just want to bury my head. Um, I want to forget about all of them, all these New Year's resolutions. All I want to do really is just play games, watch movies, finish the Christmas jigsaw, which I have yet to do, um, and just keep on enjoying that time off over Christmas where you can just relax for a little bit longer. Any of you feel the same? So, uh, okay, right, so to elongate the fun a little bit longer this morning, I'm going to play a game, and all of you need to join in. It's very simple. You don't have to move anything other than your hand. Okay, so my lovely gorgeous assistants up here. Um, it's called the love-hate game. All right, so you either love something, and we want a big thumbs up, or you hate something, and it's a big thumbs down. If you're a little bit in the middle, don't panic. We can just see that. All right, and the girls are going to do a little bit of a scale. So if you could kind of aim your thumbs at them so they can see them loud and proud up here. If you're a little bit more shy, just be here. But just show us what you think of these things. Okay, Marmite. Oh, my goodness me. I think that's more down than up, girls. Okay. Okay, all right, next one. Um... No, no, I think it's slightly more hate than love. Uh, if it was Vegemite, I'm sure it'd be a different game. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Heckling over here. Gaming. How about that? Gaming. Do you like playing on the computers? Mm. Oh, okay. Again, I think possibly not. Oh, no, Daisy, I think it's above the Marmite. I don't think it's quite as bad as the Marmite. What about mushrooms? Oh, some on the fence over here. Most, oh, split household over here. Um, all right, I think that's more love than hate. Uh, okay, all right. What about exercise? Now, that could be called as a trick question because, quite frankly, I hate the exercise, but afterwards I feel amazing. So, okay, I think that's more love than hate. I quite like that. Oh, you healthy bunch, you. Uh, what about vegetables? Yeah, that's a love. Oh, again, you're so good and healthy. Dance. Dance. Mm. We've got a... We've, mm, okay, there's a few in it. Mm, maybe slightly less than the exercise. What about football? <laughs> that was influenced by my son. Okay, general football. Okay, what do you reckon, girls? Mm. I'm going to leave that one decision to you. Um, gardening. Oh, okay, again. Mm. Oh. That's, I, I like gardening. Um, okay, how many of you like writing? Whether that be writing a story, writing a book. Okay, some of you, mm. that's, oh, that's, in the, I think in the middle. Uh, how about your family? Could be controversial. <coughs> I'll let you nudge the person next to you if you need to. 
Generally, that's a love. I reckon, I think, someone's doing an up and down over here. Um, okay, next one. Ollie, do you like Brussels sprouts? There's an awful lot. You can always have my Brussels sprouts, honestly, any day. Oh, okay. That's good, Daisy. If we keep an eye on who likes them, we can just give them. Oh, <laughs> no, just pure on their own. What do you reckon? Oh, oh no. What? No, no. God didn't invent them to be on their own. Surely not. Okay, brilliant. We're coming, coming to the end of these slides. We've got three more. What about your neighbours? Now, there's two different types of things. Neighbours. Or just the people around you. Okay. Oh, nice. Generally a love. Um, okay, this one's a good one. Opening presents. Girly girls, I think that's a big thumbs up. Oh, put it, put it above the heart then. I don't think there was any nose on that one. Uh, and what about my last one? Um, giving presents. Lovely. Amazing, amazing. Okay, so if we have a little look at our array of love and hate. Girls, thank you so much for your help. Um, it's quite interesting, isn't it? Um, it's funny how we have so many firm opinions about some things. For me, def why are Brussels sprouts in the middle? They should definitely be on the hate list. Okay, okay. Sorry, I'm joking. I'm not trying to have a go at you, Daisy, I promise. Um, uh, it, but it's funny, isn't it, how we love some things and we have, um, we have a huge um, opinion about them and other things we're just not quite so bothered about. I feel the same about my New Year's resolutions. Some I love doing and some I'm just quite happy to leave them alone. Oh, maybe not. But when Libby asked me to speak today, um, she asked me to speak about and share about something that was on my heart. And uh, I've been on a bit of a journey. Um, in the last nearly two years, because of COVID, we've actually got to know our neighbours a little bit more, which has been so much fun. Um, but there has been a Bible passage that we were reminded of when we were mum and dad's church uh, from Matthew 22, which I'll share with you a bit later on, which is all about loving our neighbours as we love ourselves. And I've been on a bit of a journey um, as to who my neighbours are. Um, God has been revealing to me bit by bit. Uh, it's been a challenge, one that I'm still continuing to work on. But uh, that's what I want to share and hopefully inspire you with this morning, is uh, joining me. Um, do you love your neighbours as you love yourself? So in the Bible, God calls us to love. He holds it in such high regard. Um, it's, it's part of the first two commands. Russ touched on it last week, you know, um, and I'm going to add on it today. So in Matthew 22, verse 36 to 39, it says, Jesus is asked by a lawyer, Sir, which is the most important command in the law of Moses? And Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second most important is similar. Love your neighbors as you love yourself. I'm reading from my Bible, which is the... I was going to tell you which Bible it was. I can let you know later if you'd like to know which version it is. Sorry, that's something I forgot to do. Anyway, um, this command, though, not wanting to take away from it, this is not just a New Year's resolution. This is something that we're called to do every day. Um, it's not something that we can dabble with, and it's not something that we, if we don't manage to see it through, it, that's not okay. Okay, God has called us to make that choice. 
And we know this is a big thing because actually within the Bible, love is mentioned over a hundred times. And specifically, kind of to love your neighbor as you love yourself, um, that's nine times in the Bible. I've just got a few examples, just, just a few quick ones, which I want to share with you. So in Mark 12, verse 29 to 31, it says, The Lord our God is the one and only God, and you must love him with all your heart and soul and mind and strength. The second is this, you must love your neighbor as much as yourself. No other commandments are greater than these. And in Matthew 7, verse 12, it says, do for others what you want them to do for you. This is the teaching of the law of Moses in a nutshell. I love that one. Just overviews it. What would you like having done to you? That's what you need to do to others. In Matthew 19, verse 19, it says, honor your father and your mother and love your neighbor as yourself. And in Galatians 5.14, it says, For the whole law can be summed up in this one command, love others as you love yourself. So it's one of those things that actually is pretty plain. God tells us time and time again, we need to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. So it's all very well me saying this, but who are your neighbors? And you might have a few ideas in your head. But uh, surprisingly enough, they're not neighbors as in the TV. Charlotte, no, who was it? Charlene, was it? No. Who's Kylie? Charlene, thank you very much. It's been a long time. Thanks, Russ. Um, okay, um, yes, not just them, not just the people around us, but also who are our neighbours are our immediate family, our extended family, our classmates, our work colleagues, those at church, those people in our community, parents at school, and even the person in the checkout in front of us in the supermarket. There are probably loads more that you can think about, but these are just a few and a handful that you can start mulling over in your mind. Generally, I am quite a happy person. Don't speak to my children because they might beg to differ. But um, generally, I am quite a happy person and I thrive, especially if people are happy around me. I love being around happy people. I therefore surround myself with happy people. Um, I, have, I love people that are positive, who have a zest for life. You know, cup half full rather than cup half empty. Um, I try to avoid places or situations where I might come up against confrontation, anger or negativity. You know, I choose my jobs school-wise in schools that I think where the children are going to be lovely. So where rather than things are going to be a negotiation, I'm actually going to be able to teach. Um, so generally, it's quite easy in my life to love my neighbours. And that's because of the choices that I've made. However, God calls us to love everyone. Okay, That is everyone around me. Those that make me feel uncomfortable. Those that I disagree with. Um, those that I really don't like because of their attitude towards me or others. You know, how easy is it at the moment, inwardly, to judge someone who walks into a shop who hasn't got a mask on? You know, at the moment, I find it really hard not to think those things straight away, whereas actually God calls me to love them. I mean, I don't know their circumstances. I don't know what they have, come, why they are, um, why they've chosen to act the way that they have. And God calls us to love our neighbours and keep on loving them despite whatever they do. In Romans 13, verse 8 to 10, it says this, Pay all your debts except the debt of love for others. Never finish paying that. For if you love them, you will be obeying all of God's laws, fulfilling all of his requirements. 
If you love your neighbor as much as yourself, you will not want to harm or cheat him or kill him or steal from him. Now, I find that quite interesting in terms of actually you can never finish paying off the debt of love. God wants us never to finish paying the debt of love. But I don't think any of you guys actually go around uh, <clears throat> practically uh, physically hurting people uh, or cheating them or stealing or killing them, literally. Not, not in the literal sense. I don't think any of you do that. I certainly try not to myself. Um, but my question to you is, do we hurt people with our words or lack of them? Do we cheat people of our time because we're simply just too busy and we don't make time for them, whereas we do for the people that we do want to hang out with? Do we steal people's credibility, self-esteem, by not trusting them or by telling them they've not done the job good enough? Do we kill them with our lack of interest? It's good to reflect on things and circumstances and friendships that we might want to do differently next time. I mean, like I think you could probably all think of a situation where you would probably, if you could, reverse the time and try and do things differently. Um, but it's also really good to try and listen to God here and now, right today. What does he want to tell us today? And if you're sitting there, like me, someone who struggles to hear God, I wouldn't say that it's easy. Um, I've been brought up in an Anglican church and uh, coming uh, to the vineyard movement has been a huge awakening for myself, uh, just in terms of the Holy Spirit is here and now and God wants to speak to us and touch us here and now. And that's a huge journey that I'm still going on. But so I know what it's like when you kind of go, well, it's all very good and well. I don't hear from God. I've tried. He doesn't speak to me. Um, I don't want you to despair because today, hopefully, I'll just do, give you a few incredibly normal, obvious, non-magical, everyday ideas in which we can hear from God. And this is a whole other sermon, so it, it's something that someone might press into another time and want to speak about, but these are just a few of them. We can read God's Word because when we read the Bible, we hear from God. He speaks to us. Even if it's the same passage over and over again, God will still reveal himself in different ways to us. We can receive wise counsel. Uh, and by that, it's not just the kings and queens of our land. It's our, it's our church leaders. It's also um, our families and our friends. God can speak to us through them. All right. That's why as a church... Um, Pip mentioned it a minute ago. We encourage people to plug in to small groups because it's just a place where you can meet together, you can love and support each other, you can challenge and walk alongside each other as we seek to listen and follow God. Right? We can also hear from God through prayer, a conversation. Um, again, something I find quite difficult in terms of making sure that it's not one-sided, me doing all the talking but take, making time to take space and to listen. Worshipping God is another way that we can hear God. Russ touched on it last week. It was a, it's brilliant. That's how I feel God speaks to me, one of, the most, one of the most distinct ways. When I'm singing and I'm worshipping, the words I'm singing, I feel God say different things to me through that. But there's silence as well. Sometimes we look for God in the loud and the powerful, but God perhaps wants to pull us away from all of that and speak to us in the silence. There's nature. 
being out and about outside. Um, we have a dog who I love walking just because it gets me away from the telephone, gets me away from the TV, gets me away from the distractions. You can just be outside in God's nature. This week, it had been some most beautiful mornings, frosty, sunshine. It's been gorgeous. And God really speaks to us through that. It might be through your dreams. God is sometimes overlooked. I mean, we, we have um, Joseph in the Bible, don't we? God speaks through his dreams. But nowadays, it's not necessarily fully understood. And sometimes we don't realize that God still speaks to us through them today. But I think one of my favorite ones is thoughts or circumstances. Chris explained it a couple of weeks ago when we were um, in Alpha, a bit like a, a butterfly landing on you. You can imagine a butterfly, really light, very soft, almost not being able to feel it. Thoughts come and go through my mind very quickly. Um, my head is often very busy, and if I'm not careful, it's gone in there and then it's gone. So if I don't write it down, actually... It's just a passing moment. But God often speaks to us like that butterfly landing on us. It's not heavy. It's not obvious. It doesn't hurt us. It doesn't stop us in our tracks sometimes. But that thought is where God wants us to pick that, on, pick that up. Not brush it away and forget it quickly, but take notice of it and use that for his glory. It might just be a simple, oh, I'm thinking of that person. Maybe I text them. Maybe I could pray for them. That kind of thing. So these are amazing ideas of how we can hear from God. And uh, yeah, like I said, a whole other sermon. But what is love and how can we love? In 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 to 8, it says this. Love is very patient and kind, never jealous or envious, never boastful or proud, never haughty or selfish or rude. Love does not demand its own way. It is not irritable or touchy. It does not hold grudges and will hardly even notice when others do it wrong. It is never glad about injustice, but rejoices whenever truth wins its way. If you love someone, you'll be loyal to him no matter what the cost. You will always believe in him, always expect the best in, of him, and always stand your ground in defending him. All the special gifts and powers of God, from God will someday come to an end but love goes on forever. As you can tell, whenever I read this verse, I'm completely undone. Because the sheer magnitude of what love looks like and how far short I fall when trying to replicate this. But God doesn't want us to be paralyzed. He doesn't want us to have the burden of this. He wants us to show um, others his love through us. We don't have to do it on our own. God calls us to open our hearts to him, to worship him, to invite and embrace his Holy Spirit, and he will do the rest. So we've heard who our neighbors are. We've heard from, um, from uh, and how we can hear from God to love them and what that looks like. But now down to the practicalities of, of what we can actually do. It might be that we hear God calling us to sit next to the awkward person in class. Or invite the person uh, with no one to play with in the playground to come and join our game. It might be giving a classmate who has shoved you off the play equipment um, a clean slate and a new opportunity to come and play with you again. In the workplace, it might be giving someone the benefit of the doubt, believing their motives to be good. It might be 
um, giving them extra help, uh, even when you're stretched with deadlines yourself. It might be supporting that person who got the promotion that you really wanted. Uh, in your street, it might be that you invite a neighbor in for a cup of coffee. It might be that you offer to do their shopping, or it might be that you take round a meal to go and help them out. I could go on and on, and I'm sure you can think of many other examples. I'm sure that you've actually shown God's love in different ways um, to many people. And if I've, I've asked people to share their ideas, and hopefully in a small group you can do that this week and encourage each other, because actually you are an amazing bunch. Um, it might seem a little bit overwhelming to you, though, a bit foreign, um, and you might not know where to start. Um, who has the greatest need? As Pip told us last year, brilliantly, she just put it simply, love the person in front of you. That's where you can start. So who is in front of you today? I'm coming into land, as they say. So as I finish, I just want to share that when I really looked into the enormity of what loving your neighbor as you love yourself looks like, I often feel overwhelmed. But rather than run... I want to press in to what God is calling me to do, to love those around me. And I want to leave you with this Bible verse, which just gives me hope that I am not alone, that I don't have to do it in my own strength because God is with me. It was kids' church. I was doing it in kids' church. And again, it's the most amazing, encouraging Bible verse in Ephesians that you can use if you need encouragement. God's love for us never ends. And thanks to him working through us, Others can experience this love too. When you pray about loving your neighbors, ask God to reveal big plans. You know, how can you do this? Don't cap these plans just with your imagination. Be open to what God is going to say to you. Because we have an awesome and amazing God who wants to do more. So as we, as we come to finish, I would love to read this passage as a bit of a prayer over all of us. Um, it's from Ephesians, and it's Ephesians 3, verse 17 to 21. And I pray that Christ will be more and more at home in your hearts, living within you as you trust in him. May your roots go down deep into the soil of God's marvelous love, and may you be able to feel and understand, as all God's children should, how long, how wide, how deep, and how high his love really is, and to experience his love for yourselves though it is so great that you will never see the end of it or fully know or understand it. And so at last you will be filled up with God himself. Now glory be to God who by his mighty power at work within us is able to do far more than we would ever dare to ask or dream of, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts or hopes. May he be given the glory forever and ever through the endless ages of his master plan of salvation for the church through Jesus Christ. God looks at our hearts and he sees and hears our prayers.